Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of Smells Like Business, a podcast for anyone who wants to learn more about the current and future state of cannabis in Europe. Every episode we talk to different business owners and cannabis specialists, making it easier for you to enter and better understand the cannabis industry. I'm your host, Tom, and on this episode, we will be talking about Hempson, a hemp expo based in Luxembourg, which brings together experts as well as consumers and professionals to encourage innovation within the hemp sector. The first expo took place last summer in July 2019, and we here at Smells Like Business were excited to announce that we would be collaborating with Hempson this upcoming summer. However, since the recording of this episode, the coronavirus has grown and spread dramatically. So unfortunately, as a result, both our events and our collaboration will be postponed until next year, 2021. Our guest Kevin, who is one of the founders of Hempson, is here to talk about the different aspects of setting up and running a hemp expo, as well as the challenges, including the coronavirus, they have had to face so far. So, Kevin, welcome and thank you for joining the show. How are you doing? Hello, Tom. Thanks. Fine. Great. Well, maybe we can start from the beginning. So how did Hempson come to be? And uh, who are the masterminds behind it? Yeah, actually, we are well, three. That's me, Kevin, Luca, and uh, Domenico. So basically, Luca is my cousin. And Domenico is, um, is a bit older than us. He's like in the 40s. He's my cousin's educator. Like an old like, teacher. Yeah, exactly. But for okay. young people. And so my cousin knows him more than 15 years. And I was always talking with my cousin about cannabis and what we can do and what you cannot do. Mm-hmm. And then he told me about his idea to maybe do an exposition. So he's talking, looking at the possibility to make it in Luxembourg. And then he told me Domenico, because Domenico um, does a lot of events in Luxembourg also. He said to me, come, come sit together with us. We look at it to three. And maybe if he's interested, we can do it at, a, at three people. So we sat together, we talked about everything, he was interested, and then quickly after the, the meeting we launched uh, the expo, but indirectly, because officially the ham zone was only created in January 2019, and we started to put everything together in September 2018 already. It was very long month. And um, what challenges did you have to face in, uh, in setting up your first expo? In the beginning, it was difficult because uh, we wanted to be transparent as much as possible. So we entered directly in contact with the Ministry of Health, but they didn't want it really the expo to happen in the beginning. Okay. How come? So, because the whole CBD market was just started in Luxembourg. There were popping shops everywhere in Luxembourg. There were people importing hundreds of kilos of CBD. And the government didn't want that. So they didn't even want it to have an, uh, an expo to take place. But we explained it that our project is not to promote the cannabis as such, but the hemp and all the products behind it. And that we also do our prevention during the expo. We had a lot of different associations from Luxembourg which do prevention. Okay. And that resulted in the Minister of Health saying, okay, try it. We give you our okay to do it, but you need to respect the, the rules which apply in, in Luxembourg. But there's another problem because then everybody in Europe started to see the CBD oils as novel food. So what was it? One month before the exposition, the police went to the shops 
and they started to to take away all the products which contain hemp because they saw it as novel foods. So yeah. everything basically chocolate with hemp flowers in it, chocolate uh, or creams, everything which contains CBD or which had a mention of CBD on it was taken away from them. Okay. And we had also a bit panic because of the exposition. If they would come, they would maybe close it. But the two days of the exposition went pretty good. We had the opportunity that the Ministry of Health himself uh, notified us, what was it, one day before the exposition, that he will come personally to open the exposition. That was uh, Etienne so Schneider, end, right? Yeah, Etienne Schneider. He was the health minister at the time, wasn't he? Yeah, he was the health minister at the time. And he, he was also the one who initiated the legalization pro procedure here in Luxembourg for the, the creation of cannabis. At the beginning, they didn't want us to make the exposition, but at the end, we had the opportunity to have the ministry himself present. So we think we did a good job in doing our prevention, but also to take care that our exhibitors rather respect the rules which are in Luxembourg. Sounds like it was a bit of a, um, a balancing act, right? You know, making the government happy, but also the exhibitors yeah. as well, you know? It's rather complicated because in Europe you have a lot of different legislations. So an exhibitor coming from, I don't know, from Spain, they will tell us, yeah, but in Spain we can sell seats, and here in Luxembourg you cannot sell seats. Yeah, I mean, the rules and regulations are still quite different in different European countries. So I can imagine when you're starting an expo or organizing your own expo, it's not only the rules and the regulations in the country where the expo is taking place you have to consider, but actually you almost Every, have to know yeah. what's going on in, in all these different countries where exhibitors are coming from as well to make sure that everyone is sort of doing things correctly and, and understand they what is happy, legit, uh, right? Yeah, voilà. I mean, I can imagine it must have been a little bit of a heart attack when just a month before having your expo, all these CBD uh, products oh, being taken off the shelves uh, by uh, police. Yeah, I remember it was, I don't know, it, I think it was a Thursday morning at 8.30 I received a call of one of our exhibitors. Yeah, they are doing a razzia in every shop at the same moment. Okay. And I was like, what? And we called everybody to inform them that the, the police raid is going on. And they told us, all oh, they are already here. They are taking everything away. They want to close the shop. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. they seized the, the, the CBD flowers to test if they were below 0.3% of THC, every product which contains CBD or CBD crystals. But I think it was, it was to mark a point, I think. Yeah, to make a point. Okay, okay. How is that situation now? I mean, are these shops, are they restocked with CBD products? In, in January, we had uh, again a change in Luxembourg. So now the CBD flowers and CBD hashish falls under the tobacco law. So basically the shops are earning very few cents on a gram compared to the 7-8 euros they could have made last year. And this is a problem because we have a lot of people which started well, less than one year ago. So they invested a lot of money into the, into the shop. And now they are facing problems to, to get a profitable business. We think that maybe more like 7 or 80% of the shops will close because the, the main money they could make was selling CBD flowers because the other product has not such a big um, profit range to make. Yeah. And the market is also very small because not everybody wants uh, CBD chocolate. No. The main thing was CBD oil. 
but CBD yeah. oil is on the novel food, so they try to sell it as uh, other stuff. And the CBD flour are now completely regulated by tobacco laws, so you can't even promote your flour or anything like that. And yeah, this is also a problem for our exposition, because last year everybody could sell CBD flowers. This year it's restricted only to Luxembourg businesses, which are um, submitted to tobacco laws. Because you need yeah. to be established in Luxembourg and have a Luxembourgish TVA number to get the tobacco taxes. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. And that's what the problem is. And that's why you can't have, like, for instance, certain Swiss companies or other companies yeah, exactly. coming in. I can give you an example of at, uh, yeah. last year they were taxed at 3% on their product. This year they are taxed at uh, 53%. Oh my God, that's a crazy difference, isn't it? <laughs> no. So yeah. now you understand a bit why people are starting to close their shops and yeah, yeah, it completely changes the business model, right? And uh, mm -hmm. and it brings the profit margins right down. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. Also with CBD, it's um, well, and also with the cannabis industry in general, you know, it still hasn't really fully come to Europe. And every country's, it almost feels like they're trying to get to grips and understanding of of how they want to deal with these products, you know. And it's a it's a shame if they introduce one law and then suddenly take it away again, you know. Yeah, so it, but I think for Europe, the best way to regulate CBD and hemp products would be on an EU level. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise you don't manage to get a unique market. And we, we always have difficulties to make business with people from a different country. Yes, exactly. And, and with the EU, I mean, it's an open market, so it makes sense to also have similar... Yeah, similar, the same sort of uh, regulations, you know. Mm. It also it would also make your job a little bit easier <laughs> with the exhibit. Yeah, exactly. Well. <laughs> For sure. And with this upcoming Hempson event, are you still working closely with the Luxembourgish government? And there, have they been supportive? Yeah, no, because we ask for a meeting. But okay. in the meantime, coronavirus happened. So the Ministry of Health is completely out of business. They are completely focused on on this matter yeah which is completely understandable but yeah, it is difficult our job a little bit more i was actually going to ask how is the coronavirus actually affecting you guys the problem is it's not affecting ourselves directly because we we still continue doing our jobs but it's mostly the exhibitors which which are affected by it okay and this can result in them not participating anymore so we are now in close contact with everybody to look how it's going for them because most of the shops are closed here in Luxembourg. The foreign exhibitors, they are, they are also facing problems because most of the, the activity is reduced or completely at the at stop. So now we are also mainly waiting for our exhibitors to look how it's evolving on their side. You have the, the, the main cannabis industries in Europe are Italy, Spain and Switzerland and Italy and Spain are completely uh, uh, overwhelmed with the uh, with the virus. Virus, yeah. So we don't know how long it's gonna take to the situation calm down. So it almost seems like you have to wait a week or two weeks and then reevaluate the situation yeah. because it is changing so exactly. fast. And and like you said, I mean, Spain and Italy, they've got huge cannabis markets. Yeah, Spain especially. Yeah, and I mean, of course, they're being very affected by the coronavirus at the moment. So I mean, business has just stopped. You know. So I guess. We'll just have to wait until business starts to get back to normal, sort of no, reevaluate exactly. the situation. And of course, you know, Hempson and us here at Smells Like Business, we're on the same boat as we're uh, going to be collaborating with one another. 
which of course yeah. is um, is very exciting about the upcoming events. So us here at Smells Like Business will be actually doing our first event in collaboration with you guys. Yeah, we are pretty happy to make it also, happen also. Yeah, exactly. We're, well, we're very excited about it. You know, we wanted to, or we're creating an event which is trying to um, prepare future entrepreneurs and job seekers for the full legalization of cannabis. So for us, mm -hmm. Luxembourg mm -hmm. was a, an obvious choice. And then finding out about you guys, where you're trying to bring together experts as well as consumers and professionals to sort of encourage innovation in the hemp sector, it almost seemed like a, a no-brainer to try and collaborate and work together. Mm -hmm. And I think initially, at least from our end, we thought it might be some sort of simple way of collaborating, like maybe promoting each other online, offline, or, or doing some sort mm -hmm. of joint ticket sale bundle. But after our first conversation, you actually proposed to actually combine the events and have them together. How did you guys actually come up with the idea? It was pretty simple, actually, because I've read about, about Smells Like Business on I don't know where. I read an article about an event happening in Luxembourg, and I was like, what is this? A cannabis event in Luxembourg? So I went to yeah. the internet seat, I read everything. I, I sent it to the team members, and they were like, well, what is this? Ask them to, to come to our exposition and do it maybe together and reach the most possible people instead of having two separate events in Luxembourg. Yeah, and I as mean, you also try to focus on entrepreneurship and entering the cannabis industry, and, and that's exactly what we want to bring to our visitors so that they can see what is the cannabis, what is the industry going around the world, and you show them how it's possible to get access to this industry and to meet the right people. Yeah, yeah, and show them what, what possibilities they actually have. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and like, exactly. like you said, it, it definitely felt like there was a crossover in, in uh, what we want to achieve and what our goals are and who our target group is. I mean, if I think if it is possible to collaborate, then you, sh you definitely should because it just makes both sides stronger. It's almost like a win-win situation, you know, and in instead of making enemies in the industry, you're actually making friends, you know, mm -hmm. and you're support yeah. supporting one another. That's one the best one way. One I think it's the best way to work together with people. Because we have noted during the first edition of the exposition, because we, we were completely new in the industry, so we knew nobody except of the Luxembourgish shops. But everyone was kind enough to present partners, to talk about the expo. So we received a lot of calls. We talked with a lot of people. When we visit expositions, we go and talk with everybody. So I think that's one interesting part of the cannabis industry. The people are very open and they try to yeah. help. So what is it you'd like to achieve with this event in Luxembourg? Or, or do you have certain goals that you would like to achieve? Our main goal from the beginning on was to sensibilize the, the population of Luxembourg to the fact that cannabis is not a drug anymore and never was a drug as promoted by, by our friends Americans. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a plant which offers a lot of possibilities and will create a lot of jobs in the future. So people yeah. need to realize what is hemp and cannabis and see what it is, what products can be made of and have a good prevention behind it. Because yeah. we don't want to banalize the cannabis consumption also. We want to inform and educate the people. We want to give the people a place where they can meet and exchange with professionals and get as much as possible information about cannabis. Yeah, give so, them a better understanding of what it is. Exactly, because most people don't understand what cannabis is. They only know that is it classified as a drug. So basically, that is enough for them. Yes, and I mean, 
I'm quite surprised that you know the government is now trying to legalize it because it is actually in some ways quite conservative and it doesn't mm. have that same cannabis culture like for instance Spain does or you know the Netherlands maybe mm. to a certain extent there so there's no cannabis culture in Luxembourg no, also but... these CBD shops they are there but there's no real community behind it no so I mean I guess are you guys also trying to uh, establish or create some sort of cannabis community as well yeah like, through yeah, the yeah. expo we try to bring every, everyone together because we have also noticed after the exposition of last year a lot of people uh, started to work together before the expo everybody was like i want to dominate the whole business for me alone and today they are working together they are entering partnerships together so we are pretty happy that this happened yeah, that's great. I mean, it's a bit like how Smells Like Business and uh, Hemp's on. We're collaborating with each other, yeah, and exactly. that's really nice to see to see that other people are doing the same. What is actually quite mm-hmm. funny, or what I think is quite funny, is that um, it almost feels like Luxembourg is doing it the other way around. You know, they're actually, you know, they've implemented that they are actually going to fully legalize cannabis in Luxembourg, but that the social shift hasn't actually been done yet. I mean, usually in countries, you'd think there would first be a sort of a social shift in society and that from that you get legislation coming mm-hmm. into place. But in Luxembourg, it feels like it's almost the other way around. You have the legislation coming into effect and now you, you're almost having to play mm-hmm. catch up in trying to get the population behind it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I think that's... Uh, that was a political decision and to get votes they announced the legalization of cannabis before the the elections but they announced it without having a plan or a vision how to make this happen that's a little bit of the problem now right is how to move i think that's the biggest problem because we they announced the legalization three years ago and we are still sitting here and we are struggling to sell CBD in Luxembourg, which I don't yeah. understand. But. but I mean, obviously, there must be a demand for it. Luxembourg doesn't have a big cannabis culture or anything, but they got the, what was it, the 5,000 signatures to, mm-hmm. to get it being spoken. But this got... happened also before the legal, the elections. The, the real Luxembourgish people, they don't want to see Luxembourg fall into um, a cannabis country. We're also very famous for our uh, tax paradise and our cheap cigarettes and oil. So now putting also cannabis into the pot. Yeah, into the mix. Too much for some people. Yeah, it's like you said, Luxembourg has this um, this kind of a specific image that I can imagine it wants to, Mm -hmm. to keep or to uphold. And I can imagine for many people, cannabis doesn't fit into that image. So um What's your opinion on on the rest of Europe? With Luxembourg legalizing cannabis, I would like to think it will have a positive effect on the rest of Europe and there might be some Uh, other countries uh, that follow. I personally, I had the impression that there will be other countries legalizing before Luxembourg. Yeah, like Malta was starting to talk around. Malta, Croatia, Belgium, Germany is trying to, to put something together. Yeah. So Luxembourg were the first to announce, but it, it just depends how fast the whole process goes, yeah. I guess. You they know. announce it and they are, they are sleeping. <laughs> they are sleeping and they don't like to have input from outside. That's, that's a big problem. Yeah, it would be good if they did have some help. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, what advice would you give to anyone in Luxembourg or even in Europe for that matter, who's trying to get into the hemp or cannabis industry? Try it. Try to enter it and uh, make an image of the industry and, and get to know the people working in the industry. I think it's the easiest way 
because if you don't try it, you will never be in the industry. And so I can give us our example because we started Amazon. We were like, should we do it or not? And then my, we decided, okay, let's do it and see how everything falls out. Yes. Yeah, and I'm happy we tried it, even if in the beginning we we had a fear that everything will fail. At the end, we did it, and we are we are happy we did it. So. Yeah, just try and go for it. And like you said, also building a network. I mean, I know for us at Smells Like Business, when we went to Canafest or you go to uh, Spanabis mm -hmm. or any, any expo, also Hempson, it's these sort of places are, are a really great place to actually meet people and mm -hmm. collaborate. And like you said, potentially work together and just expand mm -hmm. and grow your network and your knowledge. Exactly. And people okay. on fairs are mainly open to new ideas and to meet people. So it's the best way to, to also meet people from the industry and maybe get a sneak preview on how the industry is functioning. And the direction it's sort of going in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And actually also, I mean, it is, you know, there is actually a lot to offer in the industry and there's many different things you can do. So I feel like it's almost trying to, to find a niche, you know, try and find your little mm -hmm. corner mm -hmm and make something from that, basically. So the cannabis industry, if everything becomes legal and regulated, there will be a lot of jobs created, there will be a lot of opportunities, because it's not only growing cannabis, it's everything around also, it's marketing, it's branding, it's... Even laws and legislation. Yeah, it's yeah, everything. Yeah. Because I'm studying law, studying, I'm studying financial and uh, banking law, but I'm, I would yeah. rather see me working in the cannabis regulations than working in financial law. Yeah, of course. I mean, you have a, a personal connection to it and it's something that can develop. Mm -hmm. And uh, I guess it's something you also feel passionate about, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it becomes a vocation more than just mm -hmm. a job. And of course, what's nice about cannabis compared to alcohol is with cannabis, okay, it's recreational, but it also has huge medical benefits ben that we're just discovering more and more mm -hmm. every day. And then also with hemp, all the different uses you can have with hemp, it could also be a real game changer on the industrial side of things mm -hmm. as well. So that's also quite exciting. Yeah, well, I only have one last question, which I ask all my guests, and that is, if you could go back in time, is there anything you would do differently? start earlier in the industry i think i would take my courage and start it much earlier yeah yeah as soon as you have an idea just go for it right yeah exactly if you have an idea and you are confident about it just do it mm. it's like you also with smells like business you had the idea you'd start and now you're there you're talking to each other so yeah trying to make things happen exactly so where can our listeners actually find out more information and find out more about Hemson? Actually, you can find everything on hamzon.lu. Uh, That's our internet site. Or also on Instagram, where we are most active, on Hamzon uh, Official, or also on Facebook. Okay, so basically, if they type in Hamzon, which is H-E-M-P-Z-O-N, they should be able to find everything. Great. Well, thank you, Kevin. Thank you so much for uh, this conversation. It's been a real pleasure having you and I wish you all the best and I look forward to seeing you uh, at the end of June. Thanks for the call. Thanks, Tom. So that was Kevin from Hempson, who I just want to thank once again for taking the time and joining us on the show. As I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, unfortunately, Hempson's expo, along with our Smells Like Business event, will not be happening this summer due to the coronavirus. 
Everything has now been pushed back by a year to the summer of 2021. I do hope to see you there. And remember to subscribe to this podcast and visit our website at www.smellslikebusiness.com. I've been your host, Tom. Have a green day, everybody. Business. Smells like business.